0: Hi this is Ben Hawkins, and uh, one weird thing about me or strange that people don't know about is that I once upon a time learned to play the bagpipes.
1: <laughs> this is Daniel Ferrugia. welcome to episode 71 of the Trail Runners Experience. To the trail runners' experience, first time we've seen you on here for or heard you on here since September two thousand eighteen. Here oh, yeah. we <laughs> It's been a while. Time goes so fast. It does. Mm-hmm. And um, so, for those that don't know you, you're a race director, and probably I'd say you're the um, I don't want to say you're the godfather of trail running <laughs> in South Australia, but you're definitely yeah. one of the founding fathers. I think of the of the. The trail running boom Hmm. in South Australia. Maybe a great uncle. Let's just go with that. Great uncle, yeah. You are. I'd I'd call you. um, You're almost like the James Brown of trail, or you were for a while there. The Mm. James Brown of um, of race directing. I know I spelt my coffee. Doesn't matter. Um, But no, you are. Well, he's the hardest working man in show business. Isn't he dead now? Well, yeah. I need to talk about the good bits. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do feel good sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, but at one point you were, um <laughs> you you Just were dropped. doing that was good <laughs> doing um what are you called um probably how many you had a lot of races going on at one mm. point
0: because I um with you know, my own business and also I worked for Sark, the running club for a while I had about uh, I think twenty one events a year you know which is pretty hectic
1: massive you know. Yeah, and um, and obviously now that you're um you've come, with, I guess part of the reason why I wanted you to have on you you're coming towards your swan song mm. as race director. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you, you slowly but surely you, you're calling. <laughs> yeah, well you, things got, got way late a bit, mm. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so what have you got? Go. What have you got left?
0: So in terms of the ultra runners SA stuff, I've got um. There's three events left. So there's Hubert Hundred in the Flinders yep. next next May. Uh, then I've got the twenty four hour Adelaide twenty four hour in July, and then the final event will be the sixth day in uh, next September. Yeah, so those three haven't changed. Um, but then yeah, I've got this, the new series next year as well.
1: The yeah, I want to find out more about mm. that. Um, the ultra hard series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds um. Sounds very phallic. <laughs> a bit of a double
0: entendre going on there. I
1: know that wasn't deliberate, was it? Oh, no, no, <laughs> maybe, not at all. I'm, I I can't wait to see the race medals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be very be very politically correct, I think. The uh, medals. So. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> um, but no, I know what you mean. But mm. no, that um. Just before we talk about ultra hard series, mm. go. Can you um, tell us a bit about the races? Like, I, I just want to talk about your time as a race director with um, Ultra Hard. Oh, I mean, not Ultra Hard, uh, the Ultra Running... Uh, what do you call it? Ultra Running is Ultra yeah. Running SA. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, mm. what, what um, brought about this, uh, like, finishing up? Like, why do you want to... Why are you wrapping up? It's family,
0: basically. You know, when I first started over 10 years ago, um, I was married, but you no know, kids at the time, so I had a bit more free time. Whereas, um, I think... Yeah, we've had got we've three boys now, a few lovely boys. And, um, I just, you yeah. know, my time has, uh, you know, been obviously more diverted towards my family uh, than the events. So I've just been able to, haven't been able to put the time into them as much as I wanted to put into them. Um, and you know, it's just priorities really, isn't it? So
1: yeah, in
0: the end, I just realized, you know, I need to go, um, spend time with my family and, uh, yeah, give away the events.
1: Yeah. And, um, Obviously a hard decision in some ways, or was it a fairly easy decision? Um, I think at the
0: time it was fairly easy. Um, And I do wonder if I didn't have, you know, the the family now if I would have decided the same thing anyway because I was kind of, um, like, I don't know I lost the passion a bit, I think, for it, you know, uh, last year. And I realised then it was time to probably, you know, hang it up, so.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, even a single event... You put in such a... I mean, on the day of an event, you're generally the first person there. And I guess this mm. is the case with all race directors. First one there, last one to leave. Yep. You know, a day that very rarely stops. Yep. And yeah, so I imagine that's fairly taxing, you
0: know. Yeah, it is. And it's um, on your mind the whole time, like before the event. And with so many events on, you're just consumed, you know, by... Planning in your in your brain and you know putting things down and you know emails and whatever you know yeah um and then there's the physical side too like my body was starting to tell me that it was getting sick of loading trailers unloading trailers and moving stuff around all the time so you yeah know, those marquees and arches and stuff aren't light so it kind of all came to a bit of a head I think in the end but yeah it's been nice this year having the the downtime not having to think about um events as much yeah I didn't realize that it was time you know
1: yeah oh that's I mean, I guess it's one of the positives you can take away from from this year Mm. with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, What about, like, um, I suppose it gives you that time also to go, okay, just a handful of events left. Mm. You can really throw a bit of energy into them, you think? Like, you can actually go, okay, I can... Like, your next event that you put on, I guess Mm. you'll you'll come in fairly fresh. Yeah, that's know? right. And I look
0: forward to it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. the next event is... Um, well, it'll be the first event of the Ultra Hard series, but yeah, uh, before that, it was not going to be until May, which is Hubert. And I can actually think about Hubert, you know, half a year out now, whereas before, events were coming, you know, thick All and fast, like yeah. uh, the Summer Trails series, you know, up until this year. And that is a, is a pretty massive series. Um, yeah. And that was consuming so I couldn't think about anything more than that really. Um so yeah, so you're right. It's been refreshing to actually be able to plan ahead now that far. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, so I guess tell us about Ultra Hard the Ultra Hard series. What's the um so this is a one off series? It is a one off.
0: Um it's saying it's a one off because unless it goes really, really well, kinda need something good to want me you know, for me to come back and do it again the year after, but um it was just a, a chance now that I've got some more time um, to put together a series that I kind of wanted to do, you know, a decade ago, but I never really felt that people were ready for it in a way. Right. know, um, yeah, So I've done there's a few events over east. Uh, like you're familiar with uh, Paul Ashton who runs the Razorback yep. Challenge, does the Alpine Challenge. I ran Razorback over in the Bright area. I mean, I've had the top. And it's just, you know, there's there's four or five different events in the in the one weekend. And one of them was the sixty four K. And you basically just set out on your own. <laughs> like you gives you got your yeah. maps and stuff and whatnot, and you've got a gear to carry. Um, but there was uh, basically one checkpoint in sixty K's, you know, and that was at the at the marathon mark. And that was just like chips and cake and maybe some coke, you know, if you're lucky. Yeah. So I just loved it though. Like I love you know, that idea of being sent out in the wilderness with your backpack and your, and your running legs on and, you know, and the views out there are spectacular, of course. And um, yeah, I just thought now people, I think in SA are, I guess they're used to ultras in a certain way. Yeah. Now is a good time to bring something new and make them, um, I guess, rely on themselves more um, to get through an event. Um, obviously, there'll be support, you know, from the event itself, but it won't be like a Ura where there's like a checkpoint every five you k. Know? Around
1: around every bend. Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a there's a button yeah. in your face every five k's, basically. Yeah. This would be much more spread out, um, you know, uh, compared to every other ultra.
1: Do you um, worry about um, with creating an event that such re- requires such self sufficiency? Mm do you ever worry about people biting off more than they can chew more so? Like, because you people often are already biting off more than they can chew in ultras, mm. even when they're well supported. But this is obviously the focus being so much on being self-sufficient.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you think, I mean, because people, I mean, I'm not saying it in a negative, but mm. like I would be worried because no one wants to, you don't want to lose a, a runner, mm. you know?
0: Yeah, no, of course. You look at the results from um, events like Hyacinth the last few years, a number mm. of people who are getting, you know, say, sub-16 hours, which you know, previously, you know, five, six years ago, wasn't that many really compared to the rest of the field. Yeah. Whereas now um, it's, it's it's happening more and more. So I think people are, their experience, the average experience now is quite high. Yeah. And I think as a whole they're ready for this, you know, this kind of event, so. yeah. And there are going to be shorter events in the main event, so if they don't want to do the hundred k or whatever, they can do the half the half distance, which is much more yeah you know, manageable, I think.
1: That's that's awesome. Um, so tell, let's go into some detail. Mm. I want to, I want to know more about the events because one of the things I like about the way you do events is you really like to look at the history of the yeah. area where it's running, yep. and that's something that I really loved about the Hubert and um yep. and just you know I mean it just you just steps you walk into the in, or you go into Wolpina Pound or anywhere along the Hubert Course, and it's like you can feel the history mm. because I don't know partly because you've you've talked about it so much. Yeah. So yep. So you've got the four events. Mm. Maybe let's go through them chronologically. Shall yeah.
0: I? Sure. So April eleven is what we call the what I call the Karawira um, Hundred. Yeah. And Karawira is uh, it relates to uh, River Torrens, which runs through Adelaide City and up, up into the hills. So actually, River Toronto is actually Karawira Pari, but I was taking the Karawira part of it for the event. So um, to tie it to the Ghana past, you know, the the Ghana people who sort of are the owners of that land, um, this is how I can tie that into the event. Because it's important to respect people who've come before us um, in creating areas or cities or even, you know, trails Trails are never made just for running. Like they were all yeah. there for some other reason. You know, like Urubilla was always, you know, separate trails to start with, but it, you know, there were like, you know, there's um, the wine shanty track because it was all like loggers and, you know, other kinds of like forest rangers track. So there's a reason why the trails are there. So I try and bring that story into the event so that we can sort of be humble about our place. We're lucky to have this, you know, um, trail to run on. Um, and this is why, because, you know, the Ghana people, you know, were here first and they, they had a name for this river, you know, and then, of course, Urbilo came along and, you know, and all that kind of, you know, those kind of stories. So, yeah, it's important, I think, and it ties, it creates an emotional tie for the runner to, you know, to the event. So you're not running along the torrents, linear path, thinking this is a crap piece of bitch, and I got to run up at, you know, 16 Ks. The reason why it's here is because of, of this, you know, yeah. so people understand why that river's there or why the path's there or why Adelaide's Adelaide's there, you know.
1: Yeah, fascinating. So yeah. the um the actual the course starts at the bottom of the tor- yeah, torrent? Yeah, West Beach, yeah. Yeah. So
0: at, and, uh, at the reserve down there near the outlet.
1: Right. And so, are oh, you are, you're going, so you're heading which way? You're heading up the river first? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And then we're on And Ontem.
0: pick up Urubilla. so the old yeah. finish line. Yeah. Uh, so it's gorgeous around here, a gorgeous road. Is that your house? I yeah, guess,
1: where it? we are right now, it's only yeah. about 1.7 kilometres. <laughs> <Just laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yep. okay. Yeah,
0: so then they do the full Urubilla. And then um, once they get to Belair Railway Station, which is where the start of the Urubilla normally is, for like yep. the traditional event, they then um, join the Summit to Sea course. Um, which takes them down back into Downstirk Gorge and stuff and then um, back out to Kingston Park at the finish line. Right. Yeah. So it kind of links three different, um, I guess, sections all together in one.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I th- I, I for some, reason, I was under the impression for some reason that it was going the other way, but mm. that's probably good. I have considered yeah. that. Uh, I've spoken to
0: uh, Matt Angus, who was the, I guess, the originator of the what was called back then the summit to, sea to, sea, to summit, sea to Summit to Sea course. So with the old Summit to Sea event, which is 33Ks, yeah. Matt Angus, about seven or eight years ago, had a group with Karen Bentley, Kelly, um, Nathan McLeod. A bunch of them ran overnight from the Torrens to link up with the start line of the Summit to Sea. Yeah. And then um, joined that race to Kingston Park. So they ran 100Ks. And the rest of the you yeah, know they were ran 33Ks. Um so yeah. that was kind of what inspired, you know, um the course was you know Matt's sort of running of the course, and Matt's you know obviously totally fine with uh going ahead. But he suggested running it um the way you're saying, so from yeah. Kingston um park to to the um Torrens. Mm. Um but I think looking at um Traffic management, that kind of thing, it'll be much more, I guess, cost effective for the event to run the way it's running now. So
1: right, yeah,
0: it's about money, unfortunately, but you know,
1: that's, I'm that's just thinking about goes. yeah, no, of course, mm, mm. and that's fine, I suppose. Um, it's going to make for a uh, a different always well, the direction of a race always mm. makes for a for a different sort of race experience mm. as well yeah. because I'm thinking the first thirty ish kilometers along the torrents there is. Mm. Even though you sort of climbing, you're only climbing maybe 200 meters, yeah, or, it's and flat. so you and um, it's all or bit, bitumen or, or concrete, yeah. So people, there's the risk of going... It's pretty easy, but there is that mm. risk of going out too quickly, yeah. And then you get to 30 odd kilometers, and then you've got all of a sudden 50 something kilometers <laughs> of um of undulating, rocky tra- trails, and yep. so that is going to be interesting. So it requires, I guess changing gears doesn't it
0: yeah you know it does i think that point of view too that having the bitumen apart first is preferable yeah finishing along you know of course would be, you know a nice easy downhill finish if you finish at west beach but um yeah i also think safety too like it's not if you're coming bad, through there at night time yeah yeah it's not yeah it's okay but you know i've done course marking bad marathon at half past two in the morning along the torrens and i can say that there's not you know, amazing people out that time yeah. <laughs> along there. So, at least through, you know, the um, Halloran Hill and, you know, just gorgeous stuff is, you know, they'll be by, them, by themselves basically. So.
1: Yeah, I think, um, no, it's fascinating. I like, I really like the idea mm. of also, yeah, if, if people might want to use it. At, I mean, I just love thinking about race tactics and stuff and yeah. Um, so, yeah, someone might, their strength might be flat yeah. ground running and they yeah. so they yeah. might make yeah. the most of it. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. And so then what's the next race?
0: Uh, so after Karawira is going to be World's End, um, 100K, or it's 106K it's or thereabouts.
1: Best race name. Yeah. Best
0: race name. Well, I have credit to Emma McIntosh with that one because it was her, her idea. I was struggling to think of a name for the event. Because It's really part, a big part of an event is the name, I yeah. think. And, yeah, it tells you what the event's about or it's, yeah, better be the history or, you know, you can't kind of have something boring like a you yeah, Ben's 100k <laughs> who's going yeah. to do that so yeah so Emma's got she's been up that part of the world before and she talked about the camp the world. Then world dinner like oh well then sounds pretty cool I us mm. use that so yeah.
1: and just to add an extra element you're doing it in winter yeah
0: so uh it'll be end of July 25th I think it is um because it's just so cold up there <laughs> and you know and you I want that I could eat that's right I want it to be hard these events are memorable mm. for different reasons and um i just want to make sure that we test everyone yeah i test everyone as much as i can next year
1: and it's it's a hundred kilometers that yeah one? just over
0: 100k so yeah uh it's from hallett um to which is north and then yeah. it'll and it runs south to world's end um Cam Brown so is it on the Heisen trail? It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole of it. So David Turnbull, who obviously he ran the F K T for the Heisen, um of like fourteen mm. days or you know, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. He's got all, he those all maps the fire and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's him and his son George, I think, um are putting it together. So Brilliant. So very lucky,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean so that means that'll be yet another how, several hundred kilometres of the of. Of the Heisen yeah. trail that you all have had events on being you know, event, yeah,
0: yeah. When we first started Heisen, you know, over ten years ago now, there, yeah. were, there were no events. I mean, I guess you're a bit like kind of touch, touch as part yeah. of the Heisen, but there's no dedicated, yeah. Time. And to me, that was kind of like, oh wow, we've got like this trail; it's over a thousand k's long. Yeah, why are there no events along this trail? <laughs> you know,
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now
0: there's there's quite a few. So yeah,
1: yeah. it's brilliant. I mean, mm. you can do so much with it, and yeah. like, and and the terrain changes so much you know well yeah even just in the Heisen 105 it changes so much mm. and then you go up to the, the other end up mm. to where you run the Hubert yeah and it's so different but it's so weird to see the same signs yeah I always and I remember when I first moved to Adelaide I'd be driving through the hills and before I really knew the geography of the course mm. and just you ra- see these random Heisen signs everywhere and I'm like Yep. Where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: right. just popped out of nowhere. Like if a trucker just fell out and yeah. just, just on the ground.
1: <laughs> and then like, or you'll be on some other trail somewhere and it's like, hang on, how does this all tie together? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I love all that. Yeah, yeah. There, are, there are a
0: few trails that do, obviously, you know, like the Kidman Trail, the Lavender Trail, you know, they're all kind of in the same areas too. So you can get quite confusing i suppose yeah we're just lucky to have so many trails
1: yeah oh we are mm. it's um it's a mecca mm. so there's the world's end mecca. and yeah and then what else uh, after that is the cape to bay which is cape jarvis to encounter bay
0: yeah so it starts at the the southern um Hyacinth trailhead at cape jarvis which yeah. is like the launch point for the ferry to kangaroo island so nice big area to start there um that takes that's again that's the heisen trail um all the way through to Encounter um, bay so it's only 65 ish k's but it's it's hard like it's yeah it's the same elevation as uh world's end but it's like 30 k's less i've heard it's yeah. really tough yeah yeah and i did it a while ago probably about seven or eight years ago with a friend of mine adrian mills we just ran adrian wanted to run sections of the highest, and bit by bit to one day have the whole bit done, whole thing done. And we just ran that first part together and it was, um, yeah, it was hard. I got to like 35 Ks and I was done. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The
1: white flag was up. I was like, I'm finished. So you, I, so how far 65 Ks? Yeah. Would you say go into it with the mindset that it's going to take you as long as a hundred Ks? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I would say like, you know,
0: 10, 12 hours, you yeah, know, something like that.
1: Would be a good, reasonable time. Yeah, would be an
0: average time, I reckon, yeah. Yeah. If you run sub 10 for that course, yeah. you'll be up there with the best, I reckon. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh, how exciting. Mm. And so, obviously, that's one that's going to play into um, people who are good on technical and hilly terrain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's had the
0: most feedback so far in yeah. terms of, like, you know, people who are keen to run that that part of the... Yeah, you because know, it's such unusual trail because it's along the cliff tops along the coast so yeah we don't have that anywhere i don't think in sa no, no events that run along the coast like that yeah so uh in, in terms of you know like a trail ultra marathon so it's just going to be a really it's rugged but it's yeah you can see your ki like from where you are on you know you can kind of run parallel to it. It's, yeah it's pretty amazing you need there. to get onto
1: the sa tourism people you know because yeah. it's almost like um it it's it, it's another iconic kind of location. yeah um yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so when is that one? That's in August. August. Oh so yeah. not long
0: after the World's no, End. No, there's only a month apart for yeah. the last three events. So World's End I would would have preferred the end of June. But um yeah, I can't have the end of
1: June next year. Oh yeah, for various <laughs> reasons. No yep. worries. Yep. Yeah. Um <laughs> the um the, and then after that, the final event in the series. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, it's,
0: it's named Pangana, which is yep. a play on Pengana Hill. So yeah, people know about Pengana Hill in Cleveland Conservation Park. Um, it's it, it is a feature of the Cleveland Fifty K um, event. Um, but mm. about probably a few years ago, we I hosted a training run for the North Face runners. So I was this, there. As,
1: oh, you were there? Yeah. 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 Right. Yep.
0: It wasn't it was pretty fair. It was a good turnout I think that yeah. Day, so That was my first time up Pangana. All oh, right.
1: Yeah.
0: You ever go back? <laughs> I'll be back.
1: I didn't do the yeah, sorry, carry on.
0: Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um so it's it's a nice it's a ten the ten K loops, so it's a nice compact course, but it's it's hard. Like, you know, like Pangana's mm. got quite a bit of elevation to it. Um and if people finish under, you know, five hours I'd be pretty I wouldn't be surprised, but it wouldn't be too many to finish under five hours, just Do you know what the
1: elevation is on each lap? Off the top of my head, no. 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 I'm doing doing the
0: course um, this week, so I'll have... It's
1: got to be at least 600 or more, I I, reckon. I would imagine around somewhere, yeah. For 10Ks. Because I remember doing that day, Mm. and you were set up at the bottom of Pangana with a table. Yep. It was quite warm. Mm. Um, It
0: was like April or something like that. I did
1: two laps. I did 20 kilometres, which is all I was planning on doing. But I remember thinking... I don't think I'd enjoy a third lap. Yeah. And so (laughs) it was... uh, (laughs) That was enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah, some of the hills around there are really steep, you know, like... And so, yeah, that'll be fun. Mm. If you're into... um, I mean, a lot of people are into vert, and so that's going to be vert till it hurts. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's my new tagline, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it also gave the series a nice bit of variety. So Mm. it kind of caters for a lot of different types of runners, the series, so... Obviously, there's a bit of there's the you know um, Caribou has got the bitumen and the trail, um, World Ends just the just the trail. The um, Cape to Bay is is hard. It's hard run like a lot of hills, a lot of, a lot of elevation. Yeah, And Pekana is a loop course, so I think it kind of you know because we have a series point score too? So ah uh, cool. It'll really I think be a good aggregator. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. For the for the whole the whole lot. So yeah.
1: um and what do you think in your idea? What do you think is the the most, the course that's going to require the most self-sufficiency.
0: The most self-sufficiency. Um, probably, it'll either be um, Cape to Bay or um, World's End. Yep. Probably Cape to Bay because there's not a lot of access points to the trail. Yeah. Along, on the course. So, um, but this will be a... A series that allows people to have their own support crews as well, so we'll encourage that. Um, yeah. But they'll be they'll be not they a not meet anywhere they want to. They've got to have designated you know meeting spots, which I'll yeah. predetermine. Um, but yeah, I'd say Cape to Bay would be the one that would require the most self reliance.
1: Yeah, you know? um, which is good. That that's cool. No, it's mm. it's interesting too, and I think that's something that I find like the most fascinating about the whole series. Mm. And I think um, you should definitely, yeah, I love it. And yeah. which would you say is the most challenging course? That'll be hard. I reckon it'll either be. Oh. be I reckon between Pangana yeah. and Cape to Bay? Yeah, my choice too. Because yeah.
0: Pangana might not sound too hard because are only 10K loops, but it's just the mental, like going out again. You know, yeah, and again, and again, you know, and that hill five times. Are you
1: going to be starting each loop on on Pengana itself, um, or are you going to do it a different way? I, it'll be.
0: I think the way it works is I haven't got feedback yet from the ranger, but now all events have to start. At the top of Long Reach near the um, Wildlife Centre's car park. I can't just start uh, anywhere I like anymore. So because last time we started at the bottom, yeah, uh, which I, I prefer that because it's easier to get to. But parking is not so much easy. So. And if you've got
1: a quantity, a large amount of people, yeah. yeah.
0: So I'd probably be the Wildlife Centre. I would say.
1: Yeah, and I think um, the good thing about that is the self. It's not it doesn't require as much self sufficiency because mm. obviously people. Are checking in every 10 k's yep. you know so yep. um although in 10 kilometers yeah but i mean there are, at least there yeah. are a few access points as yeah. well yep. um yeah i don't know out of all of them i mean i personally probably would not want to do Pangana yep. just because it's i think it'll be really hard that's why
0: you should do it yeah, <laughs> you should i know, you know, I, know. You it.
1: I sound like a, a whinger <laughs> But, um, That's how his idea start? Though, like, oh, I don't want to do yeah. that. Actually, now I, know I do. So you made a sh- you when you were still directing um, in 105, mm. which um, which was my first ever 100K. And I remember the first when the first year I completed it in 2014, um, the race shirt that you had made up. And look, it's not my favorite shirt to look at Mm -hmm. but i wear it all the time when i'm training partly because there's a feeling of like it's my first 100k yeah and it's but it's actually quite comfortable what was that that was that was say
0: 2014 was it 2014 what is that shirt was Was it blue no it was mostly
1: white and red oh yeah
0: with the um squiggle did it have the highest of the yes yeah, yeah yeah
1: right and um and the on the back it said, It's not a race, it's an adventure. adventure yeah. And I really liked the thought of that and it seems like that sort of has underpinned a lot of your races. That was stolen you know? from under siege, the movie. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> because I know they usually um the
0: Navy in the US I think at some stage had a had a a, a campaign. It's not a job, re- it's a an event. campaign, yeah. Huh. And then then Steven Seagal brought it out in Under Siege. Oh really? <laughs> and of course that's a great movie. Yeah, naturally, <laughs> that's a great line, for life. I just tweak it a little bit for the event, but yeah, you know, that's okay. Oh,
1: well, there about. you go. <laughs> Next time I wear that shirt, yeah. I'll be thinking of Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. I just do remember. Yeah, I remember that movie pretty well. It was a big yeah, movie at the time. Yeah, it was classic. Mm. <laughs> um, what would you say mm. in all the races that you've like been in charge of over the years? Yep. Have you got like a favourite? race
0: yeah the 24 hour easily yeah you know it's not just because i don't have to go anywhere <laughs> i just gotta you know yeah just near my house but i think if you want to talk about ultra marathon running uh i love the trails mm-hmm. but i think what you see at 24 hour in people because you see them all the time um and what they go through it's just a really a really stirring event yeah you know and i think it's such a, a tight knit um because it's such a, a, a short course, you know, everyone, it's for a day, yeah. a half or so, everyone is really, you know, it's a really, um, I don't know, it's a very emotional, I find it very emotional sometimes to um, at the end of it just because of uh, what people achieve. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You do. Whereas a Hyson, like you seeing it at the start, and see him at the finish, and yeah, you, know, you don't really understand what goes on in between the start and the finish line. So
1: mm.
0: you kind of feel a bit detached from the stories like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, you um, would you say that there's a is it what is is there a single greatest running performance that you've witnessed mm-hmm. than something that's just left a mark? Because you've um, obviously had some really amazing runners over the years. Yeah, we have attended various races, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can easily go to the ones who've set records or, I mean, to Felix Webber's 260Ks at 24-hour, you know... 260Ks. Uh, uh, yeah, and 17 yeah. metres. He <laughs> just got there by 17 metres. That's meters. phenomenal. Yeah, and so in terms of, like, performances, that's, you know... Um,
1: They'd be one of the best.
0: Yeah. But what I love is um, people who are maybe not at the, at the back of the pack or the middle of the pack who have come to an event like the 24 Hour and just... Um, I remember Tracy McColl one year at the 24 Hour um, handing her her medal at the end of the 24 Hour and she just burst into tears because it was such a an yes. achievement for her, you know. And I yeah. I, I teared up because I was like, that's, you know, this means, this bit of medal, yeah. chunk of whatever it is, you know, it means more than what it's made of. This is, you know, Tracy, this is, you know, mm. this is something... Of worth to her you know she bled for it she did yeah. you know yeah. and mentally and physically you know so those are the stories i love so yeah when i see someone react like that that's those are the performances i like to see yeah, yeah.
1: it's just um that that is would be special and uh, very rewarding i suppose all the hours that you put into organizing these events mm. that your i guess your payoff is probably the the prize giving and then, mm. and you know, giving people their yeah. medals. I love that part. Yeah. yeah. Emma
0: Vaughan as well, or Emma McEwen now. Yeah. But Emma Vaughan um, in the early days when she was winning <laughs> 24 hour left, right, and centre. Yeah. You know, she she had that same reaction. Like she just. I've meant a yeah, lot to she her. She just yeah. came from nowhere. You know, she had no idea she could do this kind of this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was a gun.
1: She was a gun, and she, she had the record, didn't she, for some time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Two hundred and. I'm guessing now. I think it's 206 k's or thereabouts. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: And um, like when you think, you know, and I'm, I know that her because I've I've run with her before, mm-hmm. um, and I remember her strategy is not to run particularly fast, no. but it, she just doesn't, doesn't stop.
0: stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. She just keeps going. You know, and that's the trick with those events. It's not the fastest, and I've seen yeah. so many 24 hour runners just go out. Like it's a you know funerita track race. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're gone after a hundred k's. That's it. They're done.
1: You it, know. It's so much about having that patience, isn't it? Mm. Um. And just to find, yeah, to get into that place. Just locking it in and yeah, not and, thinking about it. Yeah, I was. I wanted to ask you about this. Is sort of going away from your races in particular, but mm. about twenty four hour racing. A few weeks ago, when um when Killian mm. was going to attempt or he attempted to um do a twenty four hour run. Yep. And the help with the idea of breaking Yannis Kouros' world record, which evidently he didn't come close to. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting mm. idea, and I, I respect Killian for for putting himself out there. Yeah. And trying something that's completely out of his comfort zone. Yeah. You know, like so, like, what are your, do you have any mm. thoughts on that? Like. Yeah, uh, I think good on him, like he, he um,
0: yeah. I mean, Killian is a talented athlete, and there's no doubt, like. He's probably the run of our generation in terms of trail running ultra marathons. Yeah. But, I th- yeah I don't know. I mean I wasn't there so I can't say you know what was good, what was bad. I think maybe he should approach it um, without really focusing so much on the world record and just going out and running his best race. You know, and maybe, yeah, you know like Kuros. Uh, he was just a, uh, I think his depth in that event. He'd done a lot. Uh, you look at his his um his event list and what he'd, yeah. he'd run in those, you know, to think that he owns at the top 12 24-hour world records. Well, I'd like say to The request, best times. Yeah, yeah. He owns 10. Yeah. You know? so he's run a lot. And, that, and he didn't run three hundred kilometres the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it took yeah. him a long time took him 17 years or something like 14 years to run that that distance so yeah um, so yeah i think Killian should try it again
1: i think he should have another crack at it um, yeah yeah I, you know. I think so i think he's got the physio i think physiology wise i think he mm. can like he's i think he's strong enough i do think he needs to spend a bit more time and i've said it to someone before like mm. it is like maybe two or three years of just train, yeah. of doing these events on the flat yep. for some more six hours and 12 hours. And late 24 <laughs> hour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just get him in. There's not many. Mm. But like, mm. it's because it just becomes like it's fascinating. But he obviously, he opened himself up to criticism. Yep. And I mean, they were running it in. I saw a bit of the live stream. Mm. It was in Norway. Yeah. And it was... It looked cold. It was, like, minus <laughs> something... To like, minus two degrees. Yeah. They had to keep putting salt down on the track. Oh, right. Because it was that. snowing. <laughs> you know, oh, right. to stop the track from being slippery. Yeah. And, I mean, that... I mean, cold weather is good to a point, but it can... um oh, yeah. really It's optimal,
0: though. Like, I would have thought maybe, like, 10 degrees would probably be 10, 12 would be a good... Well, I
1: read it... I mentioned this the other week on the podcast, and because that came up... Mm yeah you're almost spot on apparently science says that 11 degrees is the optimal temperature yeah and every degree above that you see a slight reduction in performance okay yeah there you go. and so um but i guess that would change also depending on the actual the distance that you're racing mm. like i think that was for sort of for the marathon yep. where your engine's gonna be burning a bit hotter because you're moving a bit quicker yeah but i think um for an event It'd be similar for an ultra, like twenty four hour. Yeah. But um, so because if we, because if we go so. even just to this last week and they broke the half marathon world record, got mm. destroyed not yeah. by one guy but by four. That's <laughs>
0: amazing.
1: Um, fifty seven minutes and thirty two seconds is just phenomenal for twenty one kilometers. Yeah. yeah. But it was like only seven degrees. Yeah. Right. And so that's okay. That's pretty that's good. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold, but half um, marathon. Um. I guess you're running that way. I felt it. You know, they would have, yeah.
0: Less yeah. than an, an hour of running and I'm back in the warm again.
1: Yeah. Do you reckon, I mean, like I, I've been thinking about that a lot this week and I mean, because of course the inevitable people saying, oh, they're cheating because they're wearing those shoes. Mm, yeah.
0: they're, Are they the Nikes? Were like they the paper flies or whatever?
1: Well, want. no. Apparently there were there were these prototype Adidas shoes. Yeah, right. that right. Adidas are in on the game now. Yep. Very. I think it's more of the carbon fiber plate. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the guy that came fourth, apparently, Ho- took... Hockers? <laughs> no, Dunlop <laughs> volleys. No, he came fourth. He still ran under fifty eight minutes. Yep. He um, but apparently he took two over over two minutes off his um wow. best time, so. I mean, it's yes, hard not to ask mm. questions. Yeah, the other guys were all, like, right up there yeah. at different times, but I just always think, I, I don't be skeptical. Yeah, I don't want to be skeptical. Yeah, but you know,
0: it's hard not to be. You need to like look at their training as well, and know if they change anything in their training. Like, what's changed? Like, you just
1: yeah, you know, or is it a part of their natural development? Because yeah. a lot of them are in their early twenties and stuff. Yeah, and so they maybe they've just their development is catching up with their training, like. Mm. Because, um, you know, you look at kids, mm. when they train, they can train, you know, like I'm talking not little kids, but like teenagers, mm. they can do, say so they do nothing different, yep. just that their body is getting stronger yep. naturally because they're getting taller or whatever. Yeah. And so they're going to get faster. Yep. And so I figure maybe someone in their early 20s might be a bit the same. They're not achieving full mm. maturity. Yeah, um,
0: I think so. But yeah. I think you are right to look at it like that because... If you look at the progression of records in athletics, especially through history, yeah, it's always incremental. Like it's never like ten percent gains or even five percent gains. It's always like marginal. Yeah. So when you get like big chunks taken off, yeah, you know, something's different, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination. of we train differently now, we tra- mm. we um, nutrition is taken more seriously, and I do think the shoes have a factor. Like there's a but, and so I would. Yeah. I always feel like, and I heard a really good. Discussion point. Who, someone said this to me the other day that they should almost, you know, like in racing cars, they have different classes, like the hundred cc, two hundred and fifty cc, yeah, or for motorbikes or whatever. Yeah, they should almost have different um, classes for shoes. Shoe, like what you can? Sure. So this is the then the the the, um, <laughs> yeah. the twenty mil drop be a C division
0: like shoes. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like various, but like yeah. you can't enter this race. Yeah if the shoe is this one, they could have the, the zero drop events, yeah. you know, where you can only run in like spikes or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the Dunlop volley class. Mm. You know, yeah. or, or the, K- the K26. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Classic yeah. shoe. My parents bought me a pair of um, Dunlop think for my very first half marathon when I was like in my teens. Yeah. And they were just like, Rubber nipples like on the bottom, like just like like I think like off terrain shoes more like it than road shoes. Yeah, didn't care. I ran a sub one forty that yeah I reckon that's, that's awesome. But, yeah, but as a kid you don't like you don't care because they're run, probably pretty. You know, I don't know. Like, can you still get them? I don't. What are oh, those kind the of KT twenty six. I bought a pair about three years ago. I reckon mm-hmm. I in my cupboard somewhere just for retro. I bought yeah. them for the bad taste fun run the year that we I hosted the bad taste fun run. Yeah, we got dressed up in our retro gear and ran a ten k. That's awesome for that. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. I think classes would probably be. I mean, you need to be very black and white though. Like, where do you draw the line with shoes? It's,
1: you got to be very specific. It's, it's tough. Yeah, they have an open division as well, where yeah. you can wear whatever you want. But even yeah. then, dude, people just rock up with um with rockets on their shoes? You know, yeah. like yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, but that would be a tough. Um, it's hard to get murky after that. You know, like you look
0: at the speed suits in swimming and things like that. It's
1: yeah. You know, there's um, and there's even like I think Hoka have got like a. A similar sort of carbon fiber trail shoe now. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Apparently to make, but I don't know. I worry. Like I'm, I'm, I keep things real simple with my shoes. Yeah. I still just run in Brooks and yep, nothing fancy. But what what model uh, do you have, Brooks? Like the Brooks. I, I'm rotating a few pairs at the moment. Mm. Um. The but the one I run in the most is the like the Brooks Rebel two or something oh, okay. they're nothing special yeah they're cheap they're, they're comfortable yeah and um i wear the glycerins in my
0: i've had like eight models of this shoe the oh, glycerins are the
1: good glycerins. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're really comfortable yeah. and i
0: yeah I, I, <laughs> I only have like two pairs of shoes i don't run much but I, oh, I've, yeah. I've never been a bit of a never been a shoe collector like yeah i've had like a pair of road shoes a pair of like trail shoes and that's it or maybe um some for some flats for the track Yeah, you know, mm. i don't know
1: yeah, I generally hate um, the the whole discourse around shoes, mm. you know. But I mean, it's there's a part of me that wants. Oh look! If I got the opportunity to run, a like run in some um some decent Nike Alpha Flyers or something like that, just to see what it would how different mm. it is, yep. I wouldn't mind it. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, but then I don't think I would feel valid if I got a PB in it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think I could take it. <laughs> because you're already questioning other <laughs> people's runs. So yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. You'd rather run a rather in a heavy shoe and mm. run a best time. At least you know it was your talent that got you yeah. hard work, you know.
1: I don't know what year it was. It was the year before the first sort of of these carbon fiber shoes. And Kipchoge, I think, won the Berlin Marathon or the London Marathon. Mm. In just a pair of standard running shoes, yeah, and he was like a two o three, and part of the um the inner sole had come out of his shoe for the last fifteen kilometers. Oh, right! So he's running. It's just yeah. sort of, you know he can still run a two o three with yeah. his inner. And there's a great half photo the one, yeah. of his <laughs> the inner sole flapping up over his. Oh, ankle. Right, so it stayed in his shoe like just half slapping, in, half out. out. You know, like, okay. I love that. I mean, I remember my dad used to say when when I was running cross-country, and he goes, if your shoelace comes undone, just yep. keep running, you know, yep. because there's a temptation to do it up. And it's like, he's like, and so we always made sure our shoelaces were short. Yeah. And so even if they did come undone, you're not going to trip over yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good idea. Yeah. I never thought of that.
0: Just buy a pair of Velcros.
1: <laughs> Velcro. <laughs> we should have more Velcro. Why,
0: why couldn't they just have Velcro running shoes?
1: Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, no, I think... But
0: you yeah
1: so just... in, in triathlon
0: like you get the um you get the you get the bands that are elastic in your shoes yeah I could never work out why we' wouldn't use Velcro because it wouldn't would never change like it'd just be the same you know you adjust the tightness whereas elastic bands they like, sort of like stretch or they'll um not
1: yeah, be they' tight do. enough or yeah yeah laces are and are a bit weird aren't they um, yeah. but no I um I've had all that. I've had laces come undone, mm. and even in an ultra, when you're running and mm. you've got, where stopping for thirty seconds is not uh, a big deal. Yeah, it's still annoying. But in your brain. Yeah. yeah, it's like
0: the year that I won um, the trail champs up at Cleveland, the first. Yeah. Year when it was it was freezing cold because of raining that morning. Yeah. And I just I got into the bottom of the course about ten KZ on Waterfall Gully Road, and my laces I was in first, and yeah. I could hear Julian was chasing me from behind. And my laces come undone trying to get laces in the middle of a, a fast race when it's cold your fingers are numb yeah oh man that was stressful i tell you
1: what <laughs> you lay too long so you just yeah. got to make sure uh, they're short uh, i
0: should have asked you then
1: i know I, I just, you do have to ask me Like, no, um yeah. i use the um the ankle loop do you ever use it when you no. tie your i'll have to show you before you leave mm. so yeah you, you can the loop and that way it makes the lace shorter and it locks the shoe in around your ankle, so that even if it's undone, your shoe won't get loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So ideas, man. Yeah, I, I it wasn't my idea. I, like, I um, I read it somewhere or saw it somewhere, but mm. um, yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah, people sort of forget, or maybe a lot of people will just see you as race director, but mm. they don't realise that you're a pretty damn good runner. And mm, um, it was. It,
0: I'm trying back. I'm back again. So. Oh, you getting you're getting, you're getting out, a bit of running going. Out, yeah, a little bit. It's hard. with the kids but yeah i think as they're getting
1: older now it's uh, a bit easier to find the routine so it's all about routine Mm. it's all about routine yeah i think um so um like if you did five kilometers a day and like that only takes you might even if you go real slow it might take you half Mm. an hour Mm. that's going to make a big difference pretty quickly yeah you know so um because i mean you're only in your early forties. Now,
0: forty-two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you've yeah. got your best. I think there's I've still, still got some damn good years of running in front of you. Yeah, I think. And it would be great now that you've got. You're not organising these events. Yeah. I mean, your life is still going to be very busy. Yeah. But now you, it'd be great to see you put a bib on.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've been thinking about next year. What events I could do next year? So, because um, now I'm back doing shift work again too. I've got time in the daytime usually mm. to go because kids will be at daycare or you know whatever. I'll just go out for, you know, Maybe doing half errands at the moment, but mm. um, be careful with old man's calves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, calves get sore. Of uh,
0: well, last year I had three calf tears on oh. the same calf because I'd, I'd start slowly because I'd take my own advice. I'd start yeah. slow, but first two Ks, I'd you'd feel, it, feel it go. So I'd take, say, six weeks off because mm. you need a bit of recovery for yeah, the calf. I'd go out again. Like square one. It happens again. Three times mm. in three months or whatever it was, so... It's frustrating, but eventually you just get stronger, and yeah. You know.
1: Do some um. You might do some calf raises to get some strength going in in between. Yeah. Well, exercises. Actual like, strength. What? Yeah. Get out. I know. I. That's what I do. That's what keeps me. Keeps me going. Yeah. I. I mean. I mean. I've never been as fast as you, right. and I don't think I have a rule. But I guess I just. I haven't. While well, my kids have been real young, I've just mm. made it my um, it's my my saving bit of sanity just. Keep training, no matter what. Yeah, right. and um, I mean it's ups and downs, and ups and downs. And even this year, I've run one race this year, yep. which was in January. Yeah, but I've still managed to do over three thousand kilometers, which has it's been a lot all... training. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you when I, I was thinking about it before, um, you know, there's been a lot of breaks because I was I got I got a bit of an injury in the middle, you uh, about August, and I mm. got I had to have surgery. Mm. Um, from, and then, so lots of little breaks here and there. But I sort of thought... You sort of cranked out 3,000 kilometers. 3,000 Ks. That's impressive, man. I know. But it's, the race I did in January was 100 Ks. Yeah. So if I think about how, how many kilometers of training to racing, it was 30 kilometers yep. Yep. to each kilometer that I ran in the race. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, mm. so, yeah. So who knows when I get back into racing <laughs> next year... You have a good base. I might have a really good base. And I just got to be, um, bit, yeah, but trained sensibly now. Yeah. And so, but you, you just got to, um, you, because you coached as well, mm. and and you, um, would you ever see yourself? Would you ever get back into coaching?
0: Um, I do coach, uh, probably on the side, like, but not. Yeah. I've only got like a handful of people that I coach, so mm. it's not what I would do um, again. I don't think. Yeah. As, a, as a, you know, full time. Yeah. Like, um, a pastime, but. Yeah, I'm happy with you know who I've got now. So.
1: What What would you say would be the most important element um, for an athlete to focus on? Um, regardless of whether they're running roads or trails, uh, patience.
0: Patience! Like you've really got to look at the long game with running. Yeah. You know? Never rush. Never rush your training. You know, mm. people are keen to build up to you know 80k weeks, 100k weeks in in like ten weeks, but. Unless you've got a good background of running, it doesn't mm. doesn't work that way, and you'll find your, your fitness will come. It just doesn't, you know, as long as you run consistently, that's mm. all you need to do. So, yeah, of course, train smart with a, a coach like yourself, <laughs> no, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think
0: patience with, with running is very important, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And like, I've been thinking a lot about this year. What do you think, huh? What do you think is the most important? Oh, yeah, I agree, patience can, um. Building consistency. Mm, cool. No, in in the, the order would be consistency, then frequency, yeah, and then build the miles. Yep, you know, and then or then there's then you can put the brutal sessions in. Mm. But if you can't get consistent, frequent miles in, yeah, because I quite often have runners that come to me, and they'll have they'll be doing fifty kilometers a week, which I'm like, oh, that's pretty good, but they only run three times. Okay, and I'm like, and they're always like. They flog themselves on those three runs. Yeah, you know they might. And so I, first thing I usually do is go, okay, I'm going to make you run six days a week. Yeah. But and I'm but I'm going to reduce you less mm. miles. Yeah. So your body gets used to running more frequently.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what people tend like. A lot of top athletes train twice a day because it's mm. the recovery and how you um, cope with recovery is more important sometimes than what you're doing in the actual session itself. Mm.
1: So. And I think it's really hard to find that balance because you do want your body to get used to recovering quickly. Yeah. But it's just all incremental. Yep. Um, like since I had surgery like four weeks ago, I started just back. I've started back really gently. And it's only in the last sort of week and a bit when I've started to really get some decent miles again. Mm. But I was just doing nothing more than 10 kilometers. And it was all easy. And that was like 10Ks was as far as I was willing to go. Yeah. And it's good. And now I'm starting to feel the benefits of that. Yeah. But yeah,
0: so. It's like a six-week lag, isn't there? I think that's a theory. Six weeks between what you do today and the effect it has on your running.
1: Yeah. It's like six weeks later. And yeah. then obviously running through summer, you pers- it pers- have this perception that you're not getting any fitter because mm-hmm. you feel crap when you go out. You run you quite often will run slower yep. than ever. But the thing is, if you persevere through summer. Yeah. When you come out into oh. the first cooler races, yeah. your endurance—it's the best. Yeah, Yeah. Stammer. That's why the
0: trial champs was a great month in April because it's first yeah. summer, and if you train through summer, you know, and it's a nice cool day, you can yeah. kill it. You know?
1: March, April, May mm. is the best time for me. Like as I've always found when I. Am do a race in, in that period yep. always feel the best yeah you know? no. yeah
0: that's why the cram races in too usually in autumnish, because that's mm. when that you know the peak season is just about for distance running
1: and usually you don't have um because like by winter it's a good winter's a good time to run as well but what happens is you get but those those like march april may you have you haven't had a chance to get all your winter flus yeah. and so like, <laughs> yeah, you're
0: still healthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Because by usually by July, I'll catch the flu from one of my kids. Yeah, except for this year because you know uh, touch because everyone's with. been bloody social distancing yeah. this year. I'll just keep social distancing forever. you yeah. yeah. will you know now? It's it worked yeah. really well. Yeah, it's the word of the, the word of the day. Yeah, the word of the year. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I was going to ask you another thing about. um about running, obviously being a running mm. podcast, mm. before I mm. finish up. But um, yeah, we have. Um, so yeah, just uh, recently, there was the um, Adelaide Trail Runners mm. have taken over the Ultra for say, too. Summer Trail Series, mm-hmm. and so it um, felt so good to not like
0: I can I can't even tell you <laughs> like how nice it was to have to stress about you know I love the the series of course but yeah I think after eight years over it was yeah you know just the you know, being at Anster Hill by yourself, half past two in the morning, setting up—it's yeah. creepy to start with because you're on your own. But also, the fact that you're up at that time of morning is, is is harsh. It's you know? exhausting. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it's good to be home. Because when you started that event, mm. that whole concept—it was a great concept. Mm. But um, I think logistically, it sounded like almost as hard as doing an ultra.
0: <laughs> you know, it is. could happen so. It happens so fast. Like the event mm. so compact. Yeah. There's a huge volume of runners in a short amount of time yeah if anything goes wrong you got to react like yeah quickly you know it like a, an ultra marathon you have time to think about how you're going to deal with the situation or you know there's it's spread out so um yeah when i first started the um summer series i used to rock up to the start line in a open tray ute with everything in the in the one in the, in the ute you know? yeah um so you know all your water and you we didn't have like big marquees back then or whatever whereas by the end of it i had like a 10 by 6 trailer yeah (laughs) Chockers full in the back of my you know my ranger just full of stuff so yeah this is how it when when as the event grows you realize what can be done better or what you have to provide more of or yeah
1: yeah it's incredible are you um maybe would you ever think maybe this summer putting on a bib and going for a run in one of the races in the trail series Uh, and, and yeah I I actually have thought about it. But yeah, take
0: one of your take your boys. My cardio right now is like yeah. it's, it's probably bottomed out. That's right. You know, I've, I've done one trial run this year, I think.
1: As you know. <laughs> and, and
0: I had <laughs> to walk the hills. Yeah.
1: Well as you know, you've got um you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And I always think true. that um the you know, you've got the short course mm, and option. all that. Yeah. So, and you could take um and I I often think and this is one of the things that's been hard about um, with races being cancelled this year, having the pressure of a race coming up that you've paid, bought, and paid for, mm. and you're like, "Shit, I have to train." Mm. You know mm. that that tra- that pressure is good. Mm. You know, people go, oh, I hate pressure." It's like no. I kind of love pressure. That's why you know? I haven't run much this year. Part of the reason
0: was I had a really good block up until January. I did a um, a five k time trial on my own at the end uh. of that block, like twenty one. Something which is, yeah, well, wasn't bad for you then, yeah. Um, but I was in. I was looking forward to doing some park runs and that kind of thing. Then of course, yeah. when the COVID hit. Events all got cancelled. I lose my motivation. I can't. It's really train hard. without. I need an event to train for. Yeah, I'm not like the person who needs who can just run for fitness.
1: You know? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. And like, that's what I think has been. Um, I think you look at like the world records that have happened this year. Mm. Is these people that mm. have, con- have just Double down and train twice as hard yep. without the events because they've gone. Um, oh, and that was a question I wanted to ask you. Mm. These people have gone. I'm going to train even more, and they've come out and broken these world records. Yep. I think that it's because of the There's less racing. Yeah. So they're not getting those interruptions to training. Yep. And um.
0: And a lot were already in in probably in our approaching peak shape for the Olympics. Yeah, which yeah. got um, postponed. Mm-hmm. I kind of left with all this fitness. (laughs) I know. (laughs) What do do with it?
1: It's like, fitness is sort of like, um, I I sort of always liken it to money, Mm. but that has an expiry date. Like you have to spend it in a way, otherwise it does just disappear. And that is the most frustrating thing about when you get injured, you know, and tear a calf. It's like... It takes so long to get to that
0: point, but then to lose it is like two weeks and you've lost all your base, you know?
1: Yes. It's Mm. frustrating. And Mm. so there's... Yeah, we have you have to make a concerted effort to train smart and often I get people go, oh do you know any good hacks to train um, to train quickly and a, a hack like you know and I go, yeah I do I know a hack it's called train consistently and frequently and um, and don't don't have days off unnecessarily yeah and they're like oh that's not a hack. It's like, but it's the only way. <laughs> there is
0: right. no hack, you know. There's no, that's right. No European yeah. has ever taken a shortcut in their training, you know, so.
1: Yeah. Um, I always think about like, you know, like a lot of people don't focus enough on developing their erotic base yep. and, you know, and that's. That's yeah. um, more important. You know, yeah. Way more
0: important because your anaerobic should only be like 2% of, of, of what I've you do. Of the actual total like training, so. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because you come
0: from an athletics background, mm, don't you? Yeah, I love my cross country I and mean, yeah, um, anything on tartan track, you know. Yeah, I had grand plans this season of doing <laughs> the track, but yeah, like last season or season before that. But um, I think a lot of top runners. I think I said this in the last time we met too that a lot of top runners, ultra, whatever, have a really good track um, base. Like they can go and run a fast track event too. You know, so yeah, they got that speed. So yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, cardio. It's um, it's really interesting. But um, oh know, look, I hope you um, hope you can get your your fitness back on track mm. properly, so we can, yeah, okay. so you can show people <laughs> what you can
0: do. Could be a while, but yeah, give me a year or so. I
1: reckon if you train consistently for six months, you'll be back mm. at it. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, like I say, and look, give me someone who trains fifty kilometers a week, but without fail, mm. I'd rather that person than than the inconsistent runner. Yeah. I mean, this year I've been really inconsistent. I've been up. I've, been, I've done massive weeks and I've done really crap weeks. And I've had a number of zero weeks for no reason sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, no physical reason. But, um, yeah, you yeah. get the best fitness. And I think that's why I got injured because I was wildly mm. inconsistent. Yeah. And then um, – but, the, like, the previous year I was r- super consistent – I'd sit on about 80 kilometers a week all yep. the time, you know. Like,
0: I had a good racing year too.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, you know, and that just, and so like I'm looking forward to getting that structure back, yep. you know, for this year. And it's, yeah. And like I always think, you know, I, you look, I mean, all the people that you've had in your races as well, there's so many people in their 50s and 60s mm. who are still racing so well. Yeah. You know, if anything, the the breaking you've had for the last couple of years might serve you well, yep. you, you know. You just... I've come back, like, yeah. I'm. I put some weight
0: on, which is inevitable. I think. Yeah. If you if you stop running, but keep eating like you are running. <laughs> but, but um, I think I'll come back a bit stronger. Yeah. I feel, you know, more suited to the trail stuff. So I'm excited. You know, I see a yeah. grass oval, and I want to go and run on the grass. You know, cause I love that. Yeah. You know, that that feeling of the wind in my, my in my scalp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just
0: <laughs> the wind in your stomach. I miss, I miss the um. I miss the exertion.
1: Yeah. You know, I miss the pain a little bit. It's it's great, mm. you know. Oh well, no, there's no one stopping you but mm. you.
0: Checking my brain, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Well, the stone
0: and, and the three boys.
1: <laughs> yeah, this you know, just exactly, mm. but um, you can run around with them as much as you can. Yeah, you know, and that
0: yeah. uh, that's good too. I look forward to the uh my, my childhood being re- re- relived, both through my boys again. Absolutely. Look out beach house.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, so good. You're um, mm. no, and they'll keep you. They'll They simultaneously age you Mm. but keep you young. It's really weird, isn't it?
0: Um, I lost my hair... in preparation, in preparation for the kids. So I knew it was going to come anyway, so I just lost it deliberately. <laughs> it, just to, it preemptively just, got it just ready. Just to get it out of the way, yeah.
1: Smart. Yeah, I'm still losing mine. But I'm getting – mine's going – I'm losing it but growing super grey at the same time. Yeah. So it's a double whammy. distinguish. <laughs> exactly. Like the wise old coach. Yes. Oh, that Daniel fellow must be pretty smart. He's going grey. Oh, exactly. Just put some spectacles on me and I'm super <laughs> smart. <laughs> Dr. Ferugia. <laughs> All right, Ben. We mm-hmm. might tie it up there. Yeah, no worries. It's really good, so people it's can happening. sign up. What's the website for the Ultra so Hard it's, series? It's ultrahard.com.au.
0: Yep. So I was surprised that domain was still available yeah. because it's pretty simple. But yeah, know, I took it. So
1: so just yeah. be careful
0: you don't end up with a, at a porn site. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like it's just porn shopping, me <laughs> Yeah, so that's the one. And um, uh, also, just to let you know that I'm creating event pages. Like website pages for the events, like Hubert will have its own page this month, yeah. Um, six day and 24 hour, so I'll release that to the socials, um, soon. So, ah, oh, So, there'll be an event page just for the events, not through the Ultra Reference, yeah. site,
1: so yeah. Look, I haven't bought my um entry to Hubert yet, but I'm, I'm gonna be there, I'm, oh, I'm running excellent, yeah. So, um, it's our last one, so I know, yeah. I know, and it's a special race for, I think. Mm. Yeah, you and Kate have yeah. both been big supporters. Of that, yeah. That yeah, I, yeah, no, it's awesome, man. It, mm. It's one, and like, I know it was a, because that was a big one for you, wasn't it? Mm. So, it
0: took a long time to get that off the ground, that event, like four yeah. or five years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: oh, well. It was worth it. We'll all be there. Mm. Yeah. Awesome, man. No, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No worries, man.